This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to, I would like to say the Masculine Journey, but it's Masculine Journey After Hours. So I feel like I need to say, welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours. <laughs> like, you know, like it's like really special. It's deep from a bunker. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rodney, you had the, the whole concept of, what was it? You know, deep from a bunker or something? Yeah, from Mark Levin. You know, he always, yeah. I love his intro. Deep from an underground bunker in the middle of nowhere or whatever he says. I can't remember exactly, but I love his intro. Yeah, we're not sure what our intro is going to be yet. You probably just heard it. That's new to us because we haven't heard it yet. So we're going to be uh, putting that together this week. And welcome to the first episode of After Hours. And this was kind of Darren's brainchild on this. And, and Darren, part of your thought process, you talked a little bit in the episode, but it was really that we could go deeper. Right? Yeah, I mean, we're we're not on the radio, so we don't have FCC regulations. So Robbie can go ahead and just let them fly. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> um, yeah, use yeah. all those R-rated Star, Star Wars clips. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't require quite as much editing on some of our clips. That's true, um, but no, it's it allows us to go a little deeper. Um, it's it's a little bit of a protection mechanism as well, I think. Um, there are certain things I probably wouldn't say live on the radio mm-hmm. um, that I will say here. I mean, you know, we've been talking about dismantling. And, you know, and so we wanted to share some of our stories of, of our own dismantling. And just, uh, you know, for arrogance sake, I'll go first, you know, because mine is probably the best, you know. Um, no, I'm, I'm lying. I'm just I'm, I'm trying to bleed first. Um, so, you know, when I think about God dismantling me, um, I'm going through one right now, and I'm not even really going to talk about that one too much. But there have been a couple of others that have been major dismantlings in my life. One was... You know, I was the the golden boy manager. Um, everything I touched, you know, went to um, uh, good things and success and, you know, kept getting promoted up and up and up in companies and and worked for, you know, a couple of different companies that were the largest company in, in the world at what they did and that sort of thing. However, um, I hated it. Absolutely hated it. Uh, I loved managing people, but I hated the the business side of it, the 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 hard things and uh, things like that. But um, and so God put me in a couple of situations where you know that began to be uh, really obvious to me. And um, one of those situations was. Um, I found myself always being put in sales. Robbie loves sales. I hate sales. Hate it. 
And every time I would get put in sales, I'd have to go out and make cold calls, you know, knock on people's doors and, hi, I'm Darren Coon, and I can sell you some brakes if you'd like to have brakes for your semi-trucks. And, you know, and I was Eeyore, you know. I mean, I, I didn't act that way, but I felt that way inside. And I absolutely hated it. And it tore my soul to pieces to the point where I would find myself out in a day when I was supposed to be out making sales calls, I would stop at a pornography shop. That was back before the internet. And, you know, I would I would go to a bookstore and flip through, you know, things there. Um, and, or, you know, find myself at a gas station and buying the next Playboy or, or whatever. And felt horrible about myself. Absolutely horrible. And it creates this horrible cycle of addiction where, you know, you're shaming yourself. I need to go do this thing. And then you feel horrible because you hate doing that thing. And then you, you do it okay one day and the next day it's hard. And, and it just creates this horrible cycle. And uh, um, out of that cycle, as God began to break into that and, and help me, you know, understand, you know, you got some serious stuff going on here, um, dude, and allowing me to to break down and have some real failures, um, relational failures, things like that. That was the dismantling, though, that led to me being able to talk on the radio about it today uh, for us doing boot camps. And I... I I don't know that we've ever met a man in a boot camp that hadn't had a struggle with pornography or some sort of sexual sin, sexual dysfunction. Um, probably we have, but I don't know who they were. Um, because when we tell our stories, I mean, there's usually a line standing there yeah. saying, okay, yeah, you just hit on something. It was, you know, Robbie, you just hit, Sam, you just, Darren, you just, Rodney, you just said, blah, 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 whatever. And then people want to talk to us. Um, and so, you know, you, you hear us all the time talk about some of this stuff, but I'm just, I'm getting real tonight that, that there is some real dismantling that has happened. Now, that hurt like the Dickens. I mean, it, it hurt bad. Um, and it felt horribly shameful. And through that, I began to discover that I was operating out of a shame-based core good counseling, um, going to God, listening to him, things like that. And so that's one of, I, you know, I've probably got 72 stories like that, but I'll just throw that one out there for you guys. It, thank you. It, it, it's hard to share. You know, there, there's looking back, you know, Rodney, you said in the previous episode, looking back is when you have clarity of dismantling, right? Yeah, because it's it's very very painful but it's shadowed with a lot of different looks and that's why i'm as darren's talking right there i'm thinking what has been my dismantling where has it come from where has the healing been after what you know and started because i'm trying to look at this a little deeper because i i'm struggling more than you guys probably to find a story right now that's like oh this is clear this is obvious dismantling i'm struggling with that and some of those are, are harder and they become clearer later. You know, I have you know, so many you know, that I could go from because there's such an easy starting place for God to dismantle a bunch of stuff. But 
Yeah, I think one for me was um, the breakup of my marriage. Uh, there was a lot of really good things about my marriage. There really was. You know, I loved my wife. I know she loved me. But there was a lot of unhealthiness in our marriage. And there was a lot of, honestly, even though we did ministry work together, you would think God was the biggest priority. But when I really look back with clarity that I didn't have before, God really wasn't the priority to me. I mean, I can remember feeling, well, as long as I got her in my life, I'm okay right? Not as long as I have God in my life, I'm okay. And that's not, that's not a good, healthy perspective. Now, I don't think God split my marriage up. I think decisions that my ex-wife made and decisions I made and inability to move past certain things led to our marriage splitting up, right? And there were some definitely negative things that came out of that. But there's also been some real healthy realignment with God and I, right? That would not have happened as easily if I was still in that relationship, you know, and so I don't, I'm not sitting here saying that God broke up my marriage, right? I think, I, I think God wanted my marriage to work, but he wanted it to work in a healthy environment of relationship with him. And for whatever reason, and, and I can only bear my part of that weight, we couldn't get there because I didn't make him the higher priority. I made our relationship, her and I, the highest priority, right? And, I, and that's not a healthy place to be. And it's also a lot of pressure for her, mm-hmm. right, to, to, to try to live within that, you know. And so looking back, I can say, okay, that was some dismantling. Now, now talking about some current stuff, I'm kind of dragging my feet on some dismantling. Uh, I've really struggled in relationships over, you know, the last few years since my divorce. Of uh, I let someone get certain close to me, and then I wall them off. And part of that is my distrust of my own judgment, but I think there's also more work I got to do with God and walking with him before I'm in a, a healthy enough place to be in a strong, healthy relationship. You know, and I, I've, I've kind of drug my feet there a little bit, and I think it's kind of time to step more into that. And that's yeah. kind of where I'm at. And think about what Robbie just so did so well with the Luke Skywalker character. Exactly, that's where I'm at all the time, pulling back into myself, in my little cone of silence and walling everything off and just I'm going to go solo and be by myself. And that's where somehow, some way, God in his disruption and dismantling has got me in with this band of brothers that is ministering and discipling to me constantly on messages and thoughts and other things that I would not have gone to and I would not have looked to try to find these answers or these questions and ask them and all the different things that are going on right now in my life uh, that you guys are don't even know how much you're helping me with. So in a, you know, since it's after hours, you know, when I look at dismantling from the top rope, in other words, you know, something where I got really slammed to the ground, um, you know, my face in the dirt, my nose, you know, like really, really hurt. Yeah, I had that happen professionally, but that, I don't know that it hurt as bad as it as it did when it was m- in ministry. <laughs> so, and specifically, so here we go. <laughs> yeah, here we go. It's getting real, guys. In this ministry, yeah, right. Yeah. So, you know, Sam and Darren both know exactly where I'm going because yeah. we were, and I'm okay with it. We were way, risking. So. You know, we had 
you know, we felt like God was with us. We were having miraculous breakthroughs. We People were getting their hearts back. I personally, you know, overcame my addiction to pornography through things that happened within this ministry. My marriage was growing, and all these things were happening. But God knew that the, the ministry itself had become my God, and, and that I was calling Darren or, you know, waiting on the next boot camp to get life rather than finding life in him. Somehow, you know, and he also, I think, allowed betrayal to take a part. And, you know, I was telling these guys before the show that if you really studied the Star Wars thing, it has so much to do with betrayal. Obi-Wan Kenobi was betrayed by Darth Vader, but he really wasn't. And and then later, Ben Solo, but you think betrays Skywalker. Skywalker. But no, not if you really hang on. But I felt completely betrayed by Darren because he was going to stop the radio show. And then he calls me, you know, one day out of the blue. And who knows what I heard. (laughs) I can promise you it wasn't I'm going to stop the radio show. But but, but you know that that scene in in Jerry Maguire when he goes – I know you all think I'm going to freak out. You know, well, that's exactly <laughs> what I, you know, when I heard whatever I heard Darren say, I'm convinced now that I freaked out and, and it, yeah, it, we, caused, we it caused this phenomenal dismantling as a ministry came totally undone. Um, you know, we were all scrambling and, and the real horrible fallout as I look at my own actions was to watch what it did for Darren as he went and isolated like Luke Skywalker and we couldn't get to him with a daggum rope, you know, throwing, come on, Darren, well, this goes, but over here, Sam and Heidi, this greatly affected their marriage. And I'm sitting in there watching this whole deal and the repercussions of this particular dismantling mm-hmm. were clearly, we're all, dismantled all over the floor yeah i think part of it and darren i know you have some stuff to to say about it looking back again with clarity there were so many good things that was happening in the ministry but there was so much so much brokenness that we weren't dealing with yep collectively and individually yeah right and and we were going to build a foundation or build a, a something on a foundation that was not solid enough to support it. Right. And we were really, really close to putting some walls up Yeah, before that foundation was solid. And that's, you know, uh, the story, if you're listening, I mean, you're, this is, this is really rich after hours. Um, you know, financially we were struggling to pay the bills all the time to, you know, it costs money to be on the radio. Um, it costs money to put on boot camps and, uh, you know, a, a, a several people had come alongside of us and, and began helping pay for that. Um, but primarily for the first three or four years, my wife and I, you know, pretty much foot the bill for all the boot camps and stuff, and they didn't pay for themselves for a long time. And that was fine. We, we, we loved spending that money doing that. Um, however, it was becoming a, a thing where I was literally dreading the radio show every week because I knew how much money it cost. And it was killing my heart, and I I couldn't find the joy in doing it anymore. And I called Robbie one day, and I said, "Look, we we need to talk about maybe 
you know, going to a half-hour show or maybe a 15-minute show. I don't know what we need to do, but we need to do something. And in Robbie's mind, he thought that he was doing some things to help with that financial burden, and he was. Um, I couldn't see it, and um, and it just, you know, things blew up. Mm-hmm. But we were really, really close. The boot camps were finally paying for themselves, and uh, and actually, you know, we were – we were doing, you know, pretty well with regard to that. Not making ton of money, but we were beginning to make enough money where we could reinvest that money in other things. And so it was, it was coming to the question of: Do we reinvest that in the radio show? Is it enough to even pay for that? Or, you know, can we invest it in some of us being able to back off on our hours at work and that sort of thing, and maybe even pay our own salaries so that we can spend more time one-on-one counseling men and loving on men throughout the week and all that sort of thing we were really close to it but we would have built that house on a bad foundation and that's what we in hindsight we didn't like the dismantling we all fought the dismantling but in hindsight we can see what god was after and and robbie's not the only one guilty of the ministry becoming you know his god it was for me Me it was for you um it was for a lot of us and um, it was ugly. It was really ugly. Now, the good news is you don't see the kind of war, the kind of battle happen, except in movies. You know, you, you see Robert the Bruce turn mm-hmm. on William Wallace and, and end up joining the other side and then eventually coming back and redeeming himself and fighting for the freedom of Scotland. Well, you see that here, too. Mm-hmm. You see three guys who fought each other. Um, in a big way for a while, um, isolated, mm-hmm. but that God, through his redemption, redemptive processes, has brought back together and created something that now is strong and, and does have a foundation to build on. And I think with the perspective of understanding that we still need to continue to allow God to dismantle. Yeah things in our life well to, again you do i'm I, yeah. i'm really good I'm, but, but again i got the mantle full back here dismantling opportunities just want to throw like, that yeah, out there no, sam man. it's all you buddy oh man i could see it it's like on the dashboard of my car but it no it, it i think that we would not have had that perspective and yeah. there were some real casualties from that mm-hmm. you know but i also know that each one of us allowed god to step in and do healing mm-hmm. and and to lead us into a much deeper and better place mm-hmm you know, and it, man, it was hard. I, I hope we never have to go through anything like that again. No. But I'm also very, very grateful that we went through it as hard as it was because we wouldn't get to the place we are today. You know, and I really like where we're going today. Yeah. It, it, the, the key is that we have to stop being liars. Yeah. We have to stop lying about who we are or what we're trying to do or what's first, which brings us to our next clip. Oh, absolutely. And this is a clip that we would have loved to use on the radio, but we really couldn't because of a couple different things in it. And I think you'll pick them up as we play it. But it's from the movie Liar, Liar. And if you, you could look at that movie and say, ah, it's just a stupid movie that you laugh at. But there's something really deep about it. There's some real dismantling that God's doing in the life of Jim Carrey in this movie. And he happens to use his son to be the catalyst for it. But we'll listen to the trailer and come back and talk about it and the dismantling that's done there and how we can relate that to our lives. We're going to share what our parents do for work. My mom's a teacher. And your dad? He's a liar. (laughs) You mean he's a lawyer. 
Fletcher Reed was climbing the ladder of success. You're the victim here. Driven into the arms of another man. Seven. Yeah, whatever. One lie. Tell him it's in the mail. I ran out of gas. You losing a little weight? At the time. The true victim is my client. Put yourself in his shoes for a moment. You're walking from church. When suddenly you encounter him. Pouncing from the shadows. But what made him a successful lawyer? Your ex-wife called. I have to go to court this afternoon. Fletcher, it's his birthday. Also made him an unpredictable father. He said he was going to be here, he promised. Until one day, his son decided to make an honest man out of him. I wish that for only one day, Dad couldn't tell a lie. Is it good for you? <laughs> I've had better. Now, any change, Mister? Absolutely. Um, could you spare some? Yes, I could. Uh, I can't lie. All he can do is tell the truth. Like the new dress? Whatever takes the focus off your head. The whole truth. You know why I pulled you over? I changed lanes without signaling while running a red light and speeding. And nothing but the truth. It was me. Your wish came true. You mean you have to tell the truth? How are we doing this morning, Consul? I'm a little upset about a bad sexual episode I had last night. From Universal Pictures and Imagine Entertainment, and the director of The Nutty Professor, Jim Carrey. Liar, liar. New in the building? Mm-hmm. Everybody's been real nice. Well, that's because you have big... Oh, we're all sitting here laughing. Now, I'm assuming you guys have all seen that movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, when you first watched it, if you didn't watch it with this kind of perspective, you'd think it's just some frivolous movie. But it's really pretty deep in spots. Now, Randy, have you seen the movie? I have, but it's been a long time. Yeah, so you got Fletcher, who is this liar, and he gets he gets paid well to do it, right? He's an attorney that happens to represent people that he lies so that they can win their cases and so forth. And then his son... You know, has this birthday wish, and, and through the magic of, of the movies, he can't lie anymore. But what's really cool about this disruption is he allows it to dismantle him, and he steps into this place of really healthy relationship that impacts him, his son, and everyone around him. Right, And so you can look at that story and go, wow, that's, that's really kind of a piece of what God's trying to do, just in humorous form. Yeah, we're sitting there trying to get each pose dismantled. How many different poses do we have and how many dismantling do we need for each one of those poses, right? Uh, apparently a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got quite a few going on. Now, Robbie, you've been strangely quiet for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have anything else to say, so I just said that to put you on the spot, actually, is all I was doing. Well, you know, like any salesman when they hear that. <laughs> 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 you know, it, it brings back lots of memories. Like we, you know, we used to sell, you know, Dodge Monaco's, and <laughs> they were the worst car. <laughs> I have no idea what you know Peugeot was thinking when they built this car, but you know, they had a half life of about six months. You know, and it would before they just totally fell apart. But there you were, you had a four thousand dollar rebate, and you know, you were selling people on this. It's the greatest thing, you know. And it all comes crashing back on you like, wow, I can't believe I, yeah, but, you know, that's where we were. So the, these 
dismantling opportunities in the show we did previous we had a couple different ones we had one that was luke skywalker that was kind of a lifetime of a similar thread and then we had hub mccann which was you know an instant you know where god kind of steps in right right you know immediately now for you guys is there anything that comes to mind from an instant standpoint or from a lifetime standpoint that kind of comes to mind for you yeah, the instant stuff happens. It, it definitely does. And, and a lot of times um, it seems that God has given me a wonderful wife um, who very quickly uh, can get me to that place. And, and, I, and I don't mean that she's the one pulling the strings. I mean that God uses her very quickly at times to um, get me to that dismantling. And um, you know, we had a situation a couple of years ago where we were taking care of my mom and my mom was in a, a nursing home here locally, uh, and was not being cared for really well and, uh, no news to anybody listening there. But, um, after two or three really bad episodes, I was losing my mind. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm her son. I'm, I'm supposed to be the one that's protecting her to take care of her my wife is a nurse and she's a good nurse and she's a very compassionate woman and uh she was doing a phenomenal job taking care of my mom and filling in when you know the 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 rehab center was not doing you know just the great job and sheila was you know there every time she wasn't at work she was there and or i was there and and one night um, my mom had a really bad episode and I knew why it was because they hadn't given her her medicine and and I'm having to leave my house in the middle of the night drive down and I'm literally just losing my mind just throwing a fit Um, I'm mad at the world and I'm screaming at Sheila the whole time about you know this care and Sheila's like why are you screaming at me you know, I'm the one that's helping you here, you mm-hmm. doofus. Why are you <laughs> screaming at me? And, you know, and, and I I didn't handle that very well. And when I came home, you know, she had a suitcase packed. And, and uh, she said, look, something's got to change. Either we're on the same team or we're on different teams, and I just need to know which one that is. And woke me up in a hurry and changed the trajectory of our marriage and a lot of things very very rapidly wow there's so much more that we could have got into it just seems like the the after hour show just started but next week we'll be doing the show on healing and then we'll do an after hours on healing and talk more about our stories how god stepped from that dismantling place into a place of healing and we encourage you to go register for the upcoming boot camp if you haven't already go to masculinejourney.org to register for the boot camp april 2nd through 5th Man, God's got so much work he wants to do there, so much ways he wants to love on you. We can't wait to see you there. Please go join the, the, the podcast and then also go to the, the website and register for the boot camp. See you next week. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? 
Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the master.